0: Um, is it the right thing to pray for healing for someone on a Sunday? Like you, like we would all with a resounding cry say, "Of course it is." Uh, is it right for emergency services, if they're Christians, to work on a Sunday? Yes. Of course it is. We can't say, "Well, it's better that those guys just die. They've just had a tragic accident." Just yeah, because so, we're going to worship Jesus. As soon as we we've, we've just missed the point completely. Mm. Like the heart of the Sabbath, is the thing. Um, That we need to observe it's not the law of the sabbath Mm. Uh, one of the things that jesus says elsewhere i think it's one of the other gospel accounts of this uh, these two events he says that the sabbath was made for man Mm. not man for the sabbath Mm. and what he's basically saying is don't let the tail wag the dog Um, (laughs) so if the sabbath is becoming restrictive if the sabbath is making you have to deny the life of christ the the advance of the kingdom in your own life because you're not going to pray for people You're not going to eat, you're not going to have the, you know, like, have the corn, then somehow you've bought into law, you've bought into a rule, and you're missing the heart, you're missing the life that that very thing was meant to point to. And Jesus is sort of reframing a lot of the Old Testament. He's not getting getting rid of it, he's not removing it, he's reframing it, he's making sense of it. He says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. He's like, I'm the one who's actually in charge of the Sabbath. The Sabbath's not going to tell me what to do, I'm the one that's showing you how the Sabbath should be observed. It's an amazing thing. Any other thoughts?
1: Yeah, I've been reading through Genesis and this week I actually read um, at the end of the creation story where it says, uh, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he'd done in creation. And I was just really struck by those two words, that the seventh day is blessed and holy and uh, that just kind of struck me. I thought, well, for what benefit is it that it's blessed and holy? It wasn't clearly for God. So what does blessed mean? It means that it's kind of like been ordained for good. Like the day has got like good purpose kind of built into it and it's made holy so it's set apart. So the Sabbath day shouldn't look anything like the rest of your week. One of the best kind of like explanations I I read about it as I was looking at it was that actually Sabbath day is to be used for noble purpose. I just thought that was really good. So that, that really struck me.
0: Yeah, so one of the things, when you look at creation, God is, for six days, creating a world. There's a lot of labour involved, yeah. I'm sure. You know, it's probably not it's like building a wall, is it? Like, there's a lot of labour involved in that. And then on the seventh day, it says that he, he entered his creation and he said it's good. He enjoyed it, he embraced it. Mm. And so for us as a family, what the Sabbath looks like is it's a different kind of activity. And so if, what, I just want to give a few examples. This might help you sort of, because it's going to be different for each of you. So if you're someone who is predisposed to work, you would work seven days a week. You're a workaholic. You just I haven't got time That's for you. a Sabbath. It's me, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got time for a Sabbath. Like, I was just joking with Teresa on one of the tables. She says, what does a Sabbath look like for you? Does it look like work? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm running around here and everything. So is, is this restful for me? Is You know, like, as a, as a church leader, I, I, I intentionally try and have a Sabbath throughout the week. So there's this principle of uh, of... A week is seven days, and so God has wired into human creation the need for us to at least one of those days have a break. If God, if God was, but it's not a break, so this is one of the things we need to say, it's not a break, but it's to enter into a different type of work. You enter into something that is different. So if you're the sort of person that's caught up in an office six days a week, working and slaving really hard, you don't get to see people, then actually your Sabbath would be enjoying the presence of god with other people mm. going on a walk getting into creation what does god do on the seventh day he appreciates what yeah. he's made he enters into his creation and says wow this is great He mm. says it's good he enters into his own work and appreciates it
1: yeah so it's also good for us to appreciate our work it's like do you ever take time to reflect on your week and just think what have i done this week that's good or what have i seen god do this week that's good i think that's part of it as well
0: yeah, so a, a Sabbath isn't just about, oh, I've had a really busy week, I'm just going to have a day off and I'm going to watch Lying Netflix. go in bed. <laughs> in bed, watch Netflix all day. I'll connect into church on the live stream then after that I'll turn on Netflix and I'll binge the next like three or four series, you know, seasons of whatever series I'm watching. Um, one of the things, a, a guy called Charles Spurgeon, he said um, that doing things to the glory of God is what is important. He said, I will smoke a cigar to the glory of God. Now you may or may not agree with that, but it's not actually- We're not promoting smoking. No, we're not at all in the sight. I will vape <laughs> to the glory of God. We're not promoting that at all. But what we're saying is actually there, there are normal, everyday things that we can do to the mm. glory of God. We don't have to get all religious about it. It's not about just going and sitting and having a, a four hour like devotional prayer meeting on our own. Now there is great value in that, but it's about going and enjoying creation us being part of that creation, getting out and about even when the weather's bad like today and enjoying creation, going on a walk and finding God in these situations, finding God in these conversations, finding God in one another, um, not locking ourselves off um, in isolation. Um, Now for some of you, if all you do is six days a week, you're spending time with loads of other people, then a different type of work might look like your Sabbath is actually spending time in isolation. Closing the door of your room, praying to the God who hears what you ask him for in secret. That might, so your Sabbath might look, if you're an introvert, it might look radically different to someone if they're an extrovert. Sabbath is, the Sabbath was made for you, not you for the Sabbath. You've got to find the way that the Sabbath works for you in your season of life. And it changes all the time. You'll have different rhythms as you have children, like the Gregory's will find. This. As you have young kids, your Sabbath needs to radically change. When your kids are older and they leave home all of a sudden your sabbath suddenly changes yeah. where well, are ought to it's not like a religious fixed thing this is the very thing that jesus is pushing and prodding yeah. he's saying guys you've missed the heart of the sabbath here it's about enjoying creation it's about thinking beyond yourself it's about looking out for other people it's yeah. about bringing healing into people's lives it's a different type of work
1: yeah if a friend or a family member or someone you know has a crisis on a sunday like, so what are you going to do? You're going to go, oh, no, I'm resting. Uh, my my yeah. body needs a rest. My mind needs to switch off. I can't help you today. I, ca- I can't even drive the car because, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. That's not what I do on a Sunday. So it's not like ring-fencing it off and just being isolated. Uh, it's actually about um, worshipping God and how can you do that? It's like by loving other people is part of it. By showing yeah showing love to other people, by getting around people if they need it, But it's also about, you've got to look after yourself. And it's not just about looking after your body, it's also looking after your mind and your spirit. So what actually refreshes you, um, yeah, like mentally and spiritually, I think is important too.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing is that Jesus, on the second example, when he heals the guy with the withered hand, Um, Jesus doesn't say, oh guys, it's a Sabbath, I'm just thinking about myself today. I've had such a busy week doing all this preaching in other places. What I'm going to do is down tools, disciples, you look after yourselves and I'm just going to look after myself today. I need to recharge, I've had a really busy week. There's been stuff on every night. We don't see Jesus doing that. We see Jesus actually move towards brokenness, pour himself out even more because that's the life of Christ. It's not a boundary thing. And so when people have a break, a break is a great thing. We need to stop. We need to rest. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a Sabbath. That might just be a rest. Yeah. And I, I sometimes hear people say, oh, I must have my Sabbath today. Every whatever day of the week, I have a Sabbath. Um, and sometimes you think, I'm not sure that's necessarily a Sabbath. I think you're just having a break. Um, don't get religious about it. But one of the things that I find is that I, w- I won't necessarily always be able to get a whole day that um, I'll... I will have off, but what I'll try, as in like a Sabbath, where I'm trying to enjoy the creation that God's made. But what the rhythm is that every seven days we need to be trying to have a day really where we're sort of having a different rhythm. Things look different; it recharges you. That could look like going kickboxing. That don't sound very <laughs> restful, does it? But that might <laughs> energise you. I know a lot of guys who, when they get on the football pitch, everything yeah. that they've worried about in the week disappears for an hour and a half while they kicking a leather ball around with their mate, not made of leather now are they, but everything disappears. And then they have time with them afterwards, chatting about God and things like that and praying. You think, well, is that a Sabbath? It doesn't look like what's going on here. But actually it's about them enjoying the creation of the very life that God's put in their lungs and saying, God, we're so thankful we get to do this. That can be Sabbath rest.
1: Might be useful, Gordon, just thinking, like, maybe we should share what we practically do on a a, a Sunday. Particularly, so... One way, like Gordon's mentioned, that I I find rest and I feel recharged and reinvigorated and my faith's grown is by going out for a walk with the dog. It's a simple thing, but actually, I really see God in creation. I think it's incredible. You don't have to look far to see that God's made it. Um, But some of the things we do on a Sunday is like we love having people around. We don't get to during the week because, you know, we've got teenagers and they're out doing stuff and we're out doing stuff. So, actually, a Sunday's a great time together. That's what we love to do. We find that, yeah, that does something, doesn't it? Does something about relationship, does something about us as a family.
0: Yeah, it would be a lot more restful for us not to do that, to just sit there on our iPhones or whatever, which we, you know, that does happen at other times, trust me. (laughs) And not invite people in, but we believe something happens around the table. So we try and have people over for food. It's been very difficult this last year, but ultimately that's how this church plant has grown. People have found their place around the table, around the barbecue, as we've done events like that and things like that. Not just at our house, but at the houses of other friends as well. And so on a Sunday, it's not about, well, I'm just going to clock in for my hour on the live stream, or I'm just going to clock in for two hours travelling to and from Costa. But we we try and sort of say, well, the Sabbath really is about enjoying what God has created for us to enjoy here in Sitting Bull. And that, that, above all things, we find Christ in and amongst this community. So it's not about extracting ourselves, from one another to go out into isolation and walk in the mountain. Although we could do that, but actually we find God in our conversations. We find God around the table. We find where Mm -hmm. we truly belong Mm -hmm. in and amongst Jesus's body. The church is called his body. He is the head. So it's not about us just doing our own thing in isolation and that's it and praying on our own. We've missed something at the heart of Mm -hmm. Jesus's community. here. Like we see here that there were literally like it says all of his disciples were with him. He's not doing this in isolation. This is a Sabbath. Where are the disciples? They're all gathered around Jesus together. Not one, that's what I've got a big problem with the live stream. I love the live stream. I think it's great that people can connect in. But there's a real sense that we're not doing the conversation round table. We're not embodied with one another. It's an easy out for people when they're having a bit of a down day or feeling a bit tired not to come. It's a great outlet when people are sick and not able to come. But there's the whole thing of us being together, embodied together, praying together, having food afterwards. Hey, I've got 20 minutes. Do you want to go and grab a quick coffee? Um, you might not want a coffee after already having one, but it's the whole thing of the Sabbath, of finding rest and recuperation with one another.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good. It's about... Um, and I, I was thinking, just as you were talking, Gordon, about worship. So, Sundays, is a, you know, Sabbath should be about worshipping God. And it's like, do we do that when we're around other people? Is that a way that we can express love for God? Of course we can. We can love other people. And we can express who God is by being together. And I think it's really important. Like it's great. Like this morning, chatting around tables, hearing what people are thankful for. I mean, doesn't that do your heart good? Like, does it? Don't hear anyone agreeing with me. Maybe it just does my heart good. If in that case, thank you for doing it. Just because it makes my faith build, and I feel really encouraged because I see that God is working. He's working in every single life that's here. Whether you're connecting online, whether you're connecting in Costa. It's like, God is working in your life. Isn't it good to be reminded of that, even when you've had a down day or a down week, to just be, have your mind recharged mm. and refocused? I think that's so important. When you've got another six days of work to do, to actually spend a day actually refocusing your mind, reminding what is, what is it God's done? What is it God's doing? And how am I making my life as a part of that?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I just complete change of gear but there's just a point in here which kind of echoes what we looked at last week Um, verse 7 it says the Pharisees watched Jesus to see what he was doing on the Sunday Um, there there will be religious people people who maybe have got a right heart maybe they haven't who will be looking at what you do what we do collectively on a Sunday and say is that church should you be doing that on a Sunday should you really be meeting in a coffee shop should you really be meeting in a park Having a picnic and praying to Jesus in the pot. It's not in a religious building that's been sanctified and anointed by, you know, the bishop or whatever. You know, like I said last week, some people might say we're a cult. Um, I'd love them to come along.
1: Yeah, I, but, I love the fact we meet here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Because people that aren't Christians ask me, so where is your church? It's like, the church is the people. <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we, yeah, so whether we meet in a coffee shop in our front room, your front room, in your garage, wherever we might meet, in the basement, in a, in a, like a theme a park, set. wherever it might be, in a, in a school, in the cinema. The building isn't important. It's about us together. And so that's why I have a bit of a problem with the live stream thing. Because yeah, we can meet digitally, but we're not embodied. Jesus literally came, made flesh, God made flesh, embodied with his people to make God known. As soon as we extract ourselves, we're doing what the monks did. We're going into our holy enclave a little thing behind our closed doors. And, and we lose something in that. And so part of me is thought, let's take the axe to the live stream. But then part of me thinks, well, it's a great opportunity to, you know, like the Schofields, they found us on, like they've checked us out on the live stream. So that's a great opportunity. So we'll keep it for now. Um, but we would really encourage you, don't think, oh, I'd love the opportunity on a Sunday to think, oh, you know what? I don't fancy it today. I'm just going to watch from home. Um, but who would you be watching? Who would, you, who would I be watching? It'd be like, it would be like this, wouldn't it? There wouldn't be much going on on the screen. I'm sure someone else would step up. That's the way it should be. But, um, you know, it's the thing of like that sense of commitment. Mm. The church is a family. Um, elders, not that I'm an elder in this church, we don't have elders yet, but elders are the, 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 are the dads. And, a, and so dads don't not turn up. Dads don't not come home. The ones that do aren't really not dads. Do you get what I mean? I'm sure we've all had earthly fathers who, who haven't clocked in, who haven't turned up, who've let us down. Um, that would be my story. I didn't know my dad. In the church, there are those who, and that's where it looks like. and ultimately, you look at Paul's encouragement to other believers, it's about turning up. It's about putting in, it's about being present, faithful presence. Mm. Those who get appointed as deacons and elders are the ones that are present. Mm. They're in the room so they can have lands laid on them. They've informed the conversation. Um, yeah. And when we're online, we can't do that. And so what we would encourage you to do is, as we think about the Sabbath, is what does the Sabbath look like for you? We're not going to spend a lot of time on tables, just aware of the time. It's 5 past 11. Natalie, was there anything you want to say just to bring it to a close?
1: Yeah, I, I just wanted to challenge you. If you have kind of think this has kind of made you think, hmm, I don't know what I consider my Sabbath to be. Do I even do anything different? Or is it the same old, same old, day after day? I just wonder, can you commit yourself to doing something different? For the sabbath remember god ordained it right at the beginning of creation and we're thousands of years later and it's still important jesus says it's important it's like the day is meant to be blessed and holy so is there a way that you can bring that into your seventh day sabbath rest
0: yeah that's brilliant as we bring it into a close now just the the final thing would be if you would like to have a conversation about the sabbath maybe you can as we finish on your tables you can do that and have a little chat like "What, what what do you already do or what might you do on the sabbath is as we enter into the Sabbath with a right heart, it's sacramental. It's a bit like communion. Mm -hmm. God said on the seventh day he blessed the Sabbath. So that means as we enter into the Sabbath, we we get God's blessing. And so if we're just having a day off watching Netflix, we're probably not going to get the blessing. But if we're entering in looking for Jesus, trying to discover Jesus, which you might actually do on Netflix, who knows, particularly if you're watching The Chosen or something like that. But there's this whole thing of God wants to bless you through entering into that rest. Like he wants to bless you through entering into community. Like he wants to bless you when you share the bread and the wine at communion. He wants to bless you. There's a sacramental thing, a spiritual thing that's happening. He's administering his grace to you through that and so whether you're at home or whether you're here we'd encourage you to have a little think about that and if you'd like some help thinking through it because right. you may be on your own or you're not sure how to make sense of it reach out to us send us a message or give us a call and that's i would love to help you with that so love do you want to pray
1: yep yeah we thank you father god that we have the great blessing of being able to meet together here today um, wherever we are in whatever form that we are part of Hope Church. And we just thank you so much that you have blessed this day and made it holy. Help us to reframe our mindset, to see things as you see them, and to be aware that our bodies and our minds often need resetting. Um, You say, I know it says in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And really, this day is a day where we can do that, where we can reframe what our weeks look like Mm. into um, what you see it as. So help us to hear what you're saying by your spirit to each and every one of us. (laughs) I do pray that those that are challenged, that they will take up the challenge, that they won't just go, oh, Mm. "Oh, that's just an idea. But actually that they'll take you seriously because what you say is important and it is for our best ultimately. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.